Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. We're back. We're back again. We're back, besties. This is Jill Coleman. What's up? This is Danny J. Um, so I was listening to some back episodes, one of them being the episode where we talked about should influencers have to share, you know, if they lost a lot of weight. And I was talking about a very a specific person in one of them, and he actually just came out and shared the story. So I thought oh. I would update, and I'll even share his name. So this guy, his name is on Instagram, him five hundred h i m five, and then five zero zero. Met him a few years ago, friend of a friend, um, and he, like I had said, he had lost like one hundred and eighty pounds, like over half his weight, and and it seemed like a very short amount of time. So people had kept bringing it up, and he would just avoid the conversation, or he. Like people would ask him about surgery. He didn't say that he got it or not. I think he actually did this really smart. So he finally said, I'm going to share the story. Everyone wants to know. But he started a podcast and he told it all on the first episode. So he probably got a ton of people to listen because I had to find out and I had to listen. And sure enough, he did have weight loss surgery. He had gastric bypass um, but he had a great story behind it and what, you know, what he was dealing with with his health. He had some really bad health scares. He's only 34 and had some issues with high blood pressure and basically was like, I was needed to lose weight or I was going to die. And so anyway, he shared the whole thing. He did have surgery. He explained why he didn't share right away. And, and he even had talked about, he's a marketer, man. Like he's a good marketer. And he even shared something I thought was really truthful and interesting. It's something we mentioned, which was he had kind of debated whether or not he should say he lost it from a product or something else to make money off of it. But ultimately, he wanted to be truthful and share the entire story. But so all to say, when I listened to that episode, I did say maybe they'll share in the future. And he eventually did. So nice. anyway, to wrap that up, well, in case you close that, that loop. Episode. You know what, though, <laughs> I, I think with something like that, I think our what we the conclusion we sort of came to was that like, at some point, you kind of have to for something that drastic, especially if it's going to be part of your especially if it's going to be part of your brand. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, anyway. Anyway, um, we actually wanted to talk about this. We saw this on, and I thought it was like, it was definitely a great post, and I saw that you liked it. I liked it too. You sent it to me. It was from Layla Hermosi, who's Alex Hermosi's wife. They're in business together, and I really like her energy. I know it's not for everybody, but she's very much like a, I don't know, how would you describe? She's very much like a, just very direct, very to the point, sort of like no nonsense. Shooter. You know, and she's mm-hmm. young. She's only 30 years old or whatever, 31 or whatever. And she's just had a lot of success. And I think with having a lot of experience and a lot of success and a lot of, um, you know, like just getting a lot of reps at a young age, I think you do become more confident and you certainly become more convicted in, especially if you're teaching something that you are, you're teaching something that you did really well. And obviously her and her husband, massive, um, you know, max, massive exit from their business, like all this great stuff. And now they're doing sort of the personal branding stuff. And she said in the post, I don't know if you have it pulled up, but it says just something along the lines of if you are 
something along the lines of like, if you're a hater, you're hating, uh, leaving a hate comment on someone else's post. Oh, here we go. It says, every time I see a troll comment on my posts, I just think to myself, this is why you're broke. Mm. <laughs> yes. And you sent it to me and you were like, like delivery was definitely pretty, uh, what's the word? Savage. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is savage. I was like, but we should just But also like I sort of agree because you and I are both yeah. like, yeah, like the, you know, and that's, I, I've never seen one person leave like just a, a – a drive-by troll comment who like is an actual person trying to be successful on the internet. Like I think it's always someone who doesn't have a profile picture, isn't putting themselves out there, doesn't follow you. Like random people, we've talked about that a little bit. Mm. So we had this idea for maybe doing an episode on just behaviors, actions, or traits that we have seen. Obviously, we've worked with a lot of people over the last decade plus and just from our own experience, the things that do, I don't want to say like keep people unsuccessful, but like maybe keep people in a holding pattern so that they can't reach the next level of success if that's what they want, right? If that's what they want, you know. Um, but I do see a lot of people who are doing things on the internet counter to what they really want. So for example, you know, and I, I was ta- thinking about this this past week, because I do get caught up in this sometimes when I see someone who's super successful and who is maybe using some lifestyle marketing. So lifestyle marketing will be like posing in front of your jet or showing your bank account or, you know, just very much like always on Instagram stories showing like, you know, your bags and your shoes and your just like lifestyle marketing, basically saying, hey, if you do what I do, you work with me, you can have this kind of lifestyle too. And to me, something about that kind of feels icky. I just don't know. That's my personal style, but it certainly works for a lot of people. And when I see people like that, who I do know are colleagues or peers, whatever, and who are sort of in my mind showcasing this like very glamorous lifestyle or or just showcasing their success and what feels to me, this is my issue, a flashy way, I do feel some kind of way about it. Like I kind of feel – and then I had this massive realization. It was like, Jill, you can't like talk shit or have a negative – um, feeling towards someone who has massive success and then also at the same time want success. Like I just don't know that from like a, a manifestation sort of universal, um, you know, quantum physics, energetic standpoint. I know this is a little woo-woo, but I do believe there's an energetic to, um, to hitting your goals. There's an energetic to success or certainly to money. And I was like, yeah, you can't talk shit about people who have money and then at the same time try to get more money. Like it doesn't work that way. And so this reminded me of sort of something you were saying about you can't like what you were saying before, before we jumped on, it was something about like, you can't do that. And like, if you play the lotto or like you, you like you scratch, you scratch, you something like that. Yeah. We were watching Mark Norman, um, Netflix special. He's a comedian and he was kind of talking about this. He's like, so in America, we have so many people are just hating on rich people. He's like, oh, rich people and the billionaires and people are just shitting on Elon Musk and shitting on Jeff Bezos and, uh, and, and literally saying, oh, these fucking rich people while they're sitting there with their coins, scratching, <laughs> you know, their lotto ticket, hoping to become a millionaire or a multimillionaire, hoping to win millions. It's like, you hate rich people, but yet you're trying to win a lot of money so you could be rich. So how is that signaling the universe what you really want, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's interesting. And I, you know, of course it's comedy, but there's, there's some truth to it in that a lot of people, myself included, I've done this and 
how I was raised even is to often look at people with more success and like, oh, they must be stealing from people to do that or there's something wrong with them. They were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Like Like, they have have all these other advantages or whatever it is, but we're, we're constantly putting those kind of people down or putting it down when it's like deep down, maybe you really wish you had that. Like you wish you were going on that vacation or you, I would, I don't necessarily want a private jet, but would I want to not have to go to the airport and stand in line at like, fuck, yes, I would. So would I want a private jet? Yeah, probably would be nice. It's not necessarily in my idea of things I'm looking to have. But then it's like, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind having a pilot who just takes me when I want. I don't have to search online for hours for a schedule and have to go through TSA and get felt up and <laughs> sit next to people I don't want to sit next to and listen to the whole spiel about the seatbelts. So... Yeah, so it's like, wh- why are we doing that? And why are we doing that? And when I think about the, trolls, yeah. and when I think about trolls and haters, right? That's what I think to myself. I'm like, I literally think what she exactly said is kind of what I think. I'm like, this kind of person will never have that success, and yet they're shitting yeah. on someone who has success. And I think there's a group mm-hmm. of behaviors and actions that do keep people unsuccessful, or do keep people. I mean, she said broke do keep people in a holding pattern or in misery of some kind. And I've seen this across the board so many times in business. And I would be curious to some of maybe the things that you believe do keep us unsuccessful, those actions, behaviors, you know, insights, opinions, um, and what you've sort of seen. Yeah. Well, one of them I think is leaving troll type comments and spending your energy making fun of others. So there's actually a guy who we follow, I follow in Jeff and one of our friends, he started sharing this guy's content, like in the DMs. He's like, oh, this guy's so funny. He is a overweight dude, very like big, big belly. And he shares a lot of content, which is funny, but he's kind of making fun of fit people like fitness uh, influencers, making fun of CrossFit, making fun of people who are doing ice baths or whatever. And Jeff had said at one point to me, he goes, man, if this guy spent as much time actually working out as he make as he spends making fun of people working out, he probably wouldn't be overweight. And I was like, that's a good point. And there's a place and time for, you know, making fun of that. But it's like maybe deep down he's like wishing he could have that kind of discipline or body. And if he wasn't spending all the hours making content, editing videos about making fun of that, maybe he'd actually have that kind of body or something. So I think there's there's something to that. Like I've seen channels um, on YouTube that are just basically channels making fun of other people's channels and content. Someone who has enough time to like go in hard on someone else who is doing something that's like worthy. It's not like they're – and you, nobody makes fun of – nobody spends all their time making fun of people who are already like not doing good things. Like we're not sitting here making fun of drug addicts. Like we already know they're not doing well. Right. So why are you – it's like the opposite thing. It's like we're wasting time making fun of people who are doing well. And if you took that time that you're spending, whether it's commenting on Reddit threads or creating videos on YouTube or creating you know TikToks or something about these other people, you took that time into developing a skill, a craft, a – you know something to up-level yourself, you might actually be in a better damn position than you are. Totally. So yeah. So I think that's one habit is just literally spending time making fun of trolling, (laughs) commenting, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And you know, this is sort of related, which is this feeling of, and I've seen this quite a bit, this feeling of entitlement. And I'm just, Mm -hmm. I always look at everything through the lens of online business because 
Um, that's what I do. And that's what I'm steeped in. That's what I've worked the most with clients on. And it's this feeling of like, I deserve this information. I deserve these sales. I deserve this. It's almost as if um, like, and it's interesting because I feel like the only people who don't understand this are people who don't have boundaries because they don't respect other people's boundaries, right? So like, I'll give you guys an example. I had this um, person downloaded like a free, it was like a free guide of mine. It was like a free guide. And within the guide, it was like, here's how you can, it was like Instagram stories or something like that. And it was like in the guide, it was like, oh, tag me in your stories. Like, so I can tell, like, so you're doing it or whatever. It was more like tag me in your stories for accountability. And this guy downloaded it, stranger, started doing it. And, um, comment and like send me a DM and said, Hey, Jill, I downloaded your guide. I'm doing using your thing. If you could just look at my posts and tell me what you think. And I was like, like, well, asking for feedback. And it's like, look, I get it. Like, and he's brand new. And I always see this from people who like aren't in the space because they don't quite understand that like, that's not what I do or not me particularly, but just like at that level, you know? And I I feel bad even saying this because it sounds really conceited. So I just I saw that I he sent it to me like Friday night at five o'clock. I didn't respond, but it said that it was red. And then like next morning, this 5 p.m. Friday, next morning, 10 a.m. He's like, well, I guess you don't really care about this because you didn't, you know, you didn't even respond to this. And I was like, wow. whoa. I was like, first of all, it was Friday at five o'clock. Second of all, that's a freebie that you downloaded. Third of all, I never said I would give you an audit on your content. And the fact that you didn't even give me 24 hours to respond to this tells me you don't fucking get this industry, unfortunately. And I was like, you're going to stay unsuccessful because if this is how you're interacting with people, like it was wild to me. But I was like, I also get it because I'm like, yeah, he's just so new to the space. Of course, that's why he downloaded the thing. But it's like, it's like you have to get the vibe. Like you have to know. I think anyone listening to this right now would be like, yeah, that's wild. But so it's a sense of entitlement. Like, hey, I downloaded your thing. Now you owe me something or you read it. You didn't respond. I guess you don't care about me. Like jumping to like 10 other conclusions. And this is not the first time something like this happened with me. But it was just – and me, you guys know, I'm like a complete rebel on Gretchen Rubin's thing. I'm like, dude, if you say that shit, I'm definitely not going to respond now. Fuck you. Like like literally unsubscribe yeah. him from my email list, like everything. Like block him. Yeah. So it's like – it's that kind of thing. It's like, I deserve free coaching or I deserve money because I'm doing this thing or I deserve clients because I work so hard or because I coach it for free in the DMs. These people need to pay me. Like, If you have any sense of entitlement about you, you will not get far in this industry. Like That to me is a huge red flag. I think if that's true for anything. Gosh, sense of entitlement, that's a big one I've seen on a lot of spaces. So yeah, really great one. Um, I have another which is complaining when there's nothing you can like complaining without any kind of solution. And actually mm. when we were at your house the other day, it was funny you you said this. Um I didn't know you had any kind of hip issue, but you said <laughs> someone asked about your hip and you're like I'm not going to say I'm not going to complain about it cuz I'm not going to do anything about it. And it's interesting you said that because it's a conversation I've had with Jeff off and on and he's like I don't like it when you complain saying to me or anyone complains if they're not going to have a solution. So I like had a headache or something. I'm like, oh, my head keeps hurting. He's like, did you take any Advil? I'm like, no. And he's like, well, stop. Like if you can take Advil or there's something you could do, stop complaining about it. If you've already taken Advil, you've already drank water, you've already like gone to the chiropractor or something, then like complain, but don't complain unless like do something about it or stop complaining, Mm -hmm. you know? And if there's something you could do about it, do the thing. And I'm like, yes, okay, I understand. I need to stop complaining. Obviously, sometimes you just want to whine. Um, but there are things that 
you know, people are complaining about the algorithm. They're complaining about um, whatever their their issue is. And it's like, if you can do something about it, do something about it. And if you can't, then there's no reason to complain about it because there's nothing you could do about it. And you said it so simply the other day. You're like, I'm not going to talk about my hip because I'm not doing anything about it. So I'm not just going to sit here and complain. And I think that is something that unsuccessful people do is constantly complain, don't look for solutions, or they're complaining about things that don't have any solutions and they're not doing anything about it and they get stuck there. And I think that is never going to get you far. It's going to keep you stuck and looping all the time and you just are not going to have success if you're not looking for solutions or if you're just mired in complaining. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there, there, there's a lot of overlap. It's just like more like putting yourself in the victim role, right? So the opposite of that would be like taking full ownership of everything that's happening in your life. And I think that that's anytime I see someone who is successful, they take more responsibility and more ownership than the average person. I think like at the end of the day, you know, I always mm -hmm. think about effort doesn't equal revenue. Effort doesn't equal like anyone's obligated to do anything. And I think and it also just makes it so much sweeter when someone does do something, right? It always just makes it so much sweeter and you're able to be more grateful if you just assume that nothing is owed to you, you know? And, and it's hard because I think everyone who's listening to this is probably on the same, like the person who needs this podcast is probably not listening to this podcast, but it is one of those things where I think there there's a lot of overlap with like complaining, blaming, victim mentality. And I know for me, because I was massively, like I was a massive like victim mentality person in my 20s. I don't think I could have heard it. You know, I would have seen it as one more slight. I would have seen it as one more person, you know, trying to patronize me or whatever, right? Because I was just in that headspace where everything was being done to me. And it wasn't until like the, my late 20s, early 30s that I really started taking responsibility for everything. But I think there is a lot within that realm, which also goes to, I guess, my next one. And we see this a lot in business, not a lot, but like we do have people like this. And I think if you're newer, I get it because you're a little bit worried that this internet business thing isn't going to work for you. So oftentimes you might invest in a course, invest in a coach, giving yourself the out to either discontinue payments or to just ask for refunds constantly. And it's really interesting because we had this person ask for a refund. We had like, I think two refund requests last launch we did, which is like barely any compared to like, I think industry standards, like 10% or something. We had two refund requests and this one person was already outside of the refund request period. And, but she had asked for a refund like the previous launch too. So it was like her second time doing it. But the first time she did ask for the refund within the first before it started. So we're like, cool. So I'm like, well, maybe she's ready this time, right? It's like six months later. Maybe she's really ready. Um, asked for a refund, but it was outside the period. So we were kind of like going back and forth. Come to find out, I remember because a peer of mine asked me about this client because the peer of mine also got burned by this client. And so, and, and I hate to say this because it sounds really like, I don't know, it just sounds kind of like gossipy, but like it gets out there. Like if someone is like, we don't have so many clients that we can't keep track of people. It's like, nope, it's like, this is a thing. And then a peer of mine messaged me and said, Hey, you know, I know, I think so-and-so mentioned she did your program. Just wondering if she, she's defaulting on payments with us. I wonder if, you know, did she do that with you? And I was like, oh Yeah. <laughs> So like we connected the same person because this other a colleague of mine does something very similar to mine. And it was just like, yeah. And so like we blacklisted this person. Like they, they can't even buy anything from us anymore. You know, and so it's stuff like that, that it's fine. Look, I'm not saying never ask for a refund. 
I'm just saying don't always buy something thinking, well, I'll just ask for a refund if I don't want it or I don't like it or I'll just stop payments or I'll just cancel my credit card. And I think so many people, especially if you want to be successful in online business, think about think about what that does to your own success. Never mind to the person you're buying yeah. from. Like it, what do you think that just cannibalizes your own chances of success because it truly means that you don't believe that you can do it. It truly means that you don't believe you're going to be successful because if you did, you would just cut the cord. You'd be like, I'm fucking doing this. Like there's no out. Like I'm going full in. But because you keep giving yourself that out means that you don't truly believe that it's possible for you. So which comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? Do you like mm-hmm. when you get the right program, then you're going to be successful or you just take whatever fucking program and make the most of it. And and that, and you have the self-belief that you can do something. So this has definitely been something that's been on my mind because I think, and I can understand with beginners because they are so nervous that it's not going to quote unquote work for them, which is a whole other story. But I think if you're someone who's constantly thinking, well, I'll just, you know, and and look, the, the coach that you're asking for the refund, you know, they're fine, but think about what it's doing to your chances of success. I mean, it's keeping you in a massive holding pattern because you keep burning bridges. Like that's not nothing. You know, me talking to my yeah. colleague about this one client, like that's, that's something. So if this person ever did start to have success, like that's not someone I'm going to connect with. I'm not going to network with that person. So, you know, people do talk. Yeah, they do. I would be embarrassed. I would be so fucking mortified too. Like I'd be like, I'm not going to use it, but just keep my money. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting. Um, You know, it's, it's tricky too as someone who has a program and offers a money back guarantee and offers some kind of refunds because you want to have you want people to be able to have that out and be like hey let you like of raise course. their hand if they're like you know what this isn't right for me however if it becomes a pattern and it's being seen repeatedly across boards you're starting to go is this program really not right for you or you are just a person who's trying to like extract things and get free shit basically without paying the full price? And you start to look like you're a scammer versus just saying like, hey, this isn't actually the right thing for me. I didn't realize that it, the messaging wasn't clear or something like that. Totally. So it's really tricky. It's really tricky. And and people like that tend to mess it up for others because we – one of my clients I worked with for the last few years, we had a refund policy, 21 days. And then people were kind of taking advantage. They were just trying to log in and see what was going on. And they just were like, we're cutting refunds. Like you either are in and you're going to commit to it. And it was such a small amount. So like you're in, you commit or you're out. And that kind of sucks too, because sometimes people don't want to buy unless there's a guarantee, but sometimes the guarantee is you. You're like, you're the guarantee. Are you going to take the info? Um, so I love that one. Um, my my next one actually was about like feedback and constructive criticism. Mm. Someone who can't take constructive criticism. So this is tricky because sometimes we don't ask for constructive criticism and we receive it anyway. But I think that a real leader and somebody who is successful can even take constructive constructive criticism when they don't ask for it. But someone who cannot be critiqued, cannot be coached, um, takes everything defensively. If you, you know, put down their idea or you maybe make a suggestion to make something better and they take it as like an affront to them or their business or their idea. And it's like, I just had a suggestion. I wasn't trying to like tear everything apart. I think those people don't end up being successful in the long run either because in order, I, I believe, in order to become successful, you need to like change, iterate, 
make tweaks, and we can't always see the ish- the changes we need when we're in the middle of something. This is why we hire coaches. This is why we hire someone to like look at our stuff from the outside. Yeah. This is why you have an editor edit your book because you're reading it over and over, and you might have you might have so many typos, but you cannot see them because you have read this so many times. Your brain misses them, right? So it is someone who is someone who is successful can take criticism. They can ask for help. They can um, make changes and tweaks without taking it personally and without making it about them. They can look at things objectively and not become defensive. And I think that unsuccessful people tend to get really defensive. They make things about them and they blow up small things. And it just goes to show in their in their output that they're not going to be successful when they react that way. Yeah. Taking everything personally. And I'm like, everything you're saying, I'm like, fuck, that was definitely me like 20 years ago. <laughs> like I used to make everything about me, you know, and it's it's a good reminder. Um, this is also similar to that. And this is my last one. I believe, because I, and also I did this a lot and it's embarrassing to talk about, but I was waiting for someone to give me a leg up. I was constantly mm-hmm. like, if someone, so-and-so knows me or someone, you know, acknowledges me or someone pays attention to me then I'm definitely going to be successful. I de- like I hate to say it, but like it, it's got to be on you. Like you've got to take full responsibility, complete extreme ownership of the entire process. And then if someone happens to give you a leg up or someone wants to network with you because you're just doing good work, right? Like that's going to get the attention of someone way more than you being like, please notice me, please notice me, please notice me. It's like, just do good work. And then it was funny because the first, like when I was, especially when I was in fitness modeling, I like just wanted to be around other fitness models. And I was like, I'm doing this too. And meanwhile, they're like on the mag- 20 magazine covers and I'm like a nobody. But like it was this feeling of I'm just waiting for someone to acknowledge me and get back to me. It's the same, it's tied into the entitlement thing, right? Like I'm doing this too, respond to my email, like respond to my text, respond to my DM. And back to your original point, that's a massive distraction from just fucking getting to work. Like, And once I was just like, you know what? Actually, there's no one who can help me. Like I was just like, there's no one who can help me. Like, and if I happen to run into these people, the ironic thing about that is one of the women, when I was emailing these cover models, one of them ended up working with me, coming to me for a business coach like three years ago, like a completely full circle moment. But she didn't come because I sent her a bunch of emails fangirling. She she wanted to work with me because I was making strides in the industry and it was like 10 years Mm -hmm. later. And so it mm-hmm. just goes to show, I think, honestly, when you take extreme ownership of the process, that's – and then you start doing good work and you put all the energy that you were going to use to try and get someone's attention to just fucking take action and just like go in and get to work and grind it out, you're much more likely to be able to make the connections that you wanted in the first place because now you are doing the thing. You're actually showing up and, you, and you're um, – I don't want to say you are um, – like deserving of respect, but you're certainly deserving of someone acknowledging the work that you've done because you have put in that time and effort. And so, yeah, for me, that was a big thing at the beginning, especially. And I I can say that because it's embarrassing, but I also know that sometimes, especially for those of us in the beginning stages, that can feel like a lifeline, you know, it can be like, and I can tell you, even when someone does acknowledge you, it's still not going to make you a million dollars. It's still not going to be like the thing. I mean, maybe they're like, Hey, let's do a, come on my podcast. It's probably the furthest is going to go, you know, even that. And even being on someone famous's podcast is not going to blow you up. So it's, that's a really good one. It kind of ties into my last one. It's kind of the flip side of that, which is the 
negative associations. So you can end up being unsuccessful because of who you are hanging around mm. and who you're surrounding yourself with. And and this isn't necessarily like like let's say you're like a status thing girls yeah like like the girls the girl you were messaging wasn't looking at your stuff like oh she's hanging out with losers i'm not going to talk to her she probably wasn't even paying attention to you however it's like if you are around a bunch of other people complaining and you're around a bunch of other people who are like pointing fingers and and picking on the successful ones you just get wrapped up in that you're all in these little circles and it's like the bucket of crabs where you're just pulling each other down and sometimes it is where maybe some I think it was Patrice Washington. We have not had her on the show. We were going to, um, and then she moved. <laughs> but we'll have to we'll have to get her on. But she she was talking about there's always someone who's watching you who has the opportunity to bless you. Mm. And she shared some things where like she was just hustling, 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 and then someone reached out like, "Hey, I've been seeing what you're doing. Like, come to my show, right?" But it was she just had her head down and working, and someone did give her a hand up. But there are also people watching you who maybe have the opportunity to bless you when they're like, no, they're just fucking squandering things. Mm. They're like not working hard. They're dicking around and there's an opportunity and like, I'm not going to give it to you. And I've seen this in hiring in working with um, people on my teams that I've like hired and worked with over the last couple of years. You know, we've had opportunities where I'm like, oh, I want to give this person a raise, but they're just kind of coasting and they're dicking around and like, we're going to hire someone else instead when I'd rather just take this person I really like and give them more money, but they're just not, they're just not doing the thing or they're kind of like, see, I'm seeing online what they're having conversations about. And I'm like, I don't know if this is the kind of person that I want to be uplifting. So it's like, where are you commenting that other people can see? Who are you hanging around? What conversations are you having elsewhere that maybe to someone successful who could give you a hand up, who could maybe help you out is going to go, no, I don't think I want that association. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. That's such a good one. You know, and I I don't want this episode for you guys listening to come off like we're better than, or like we know what success is because obviously everyone can define success for themselves. I just thought this would be a good episode because some of this stuff is you just don't know it when you're getting started. Like Layla's thing, you know, it's like, you just don't know. And it's a different take on like a troll and a hater. You know, sometimes we get scared mm-hmm. like, oh, is someone going to call us out? Or we, someone's going to say something or have to deal with a troll. I love the way that she just turned that whole thing on its head and was just like, this person's not going to be successful. So why the fuck do you care about what they yeah. say? Right? Like to me, that was the bigger message. Like, yes, is it a lesson within a lesson? Like, sure. But it's also just like for you to go like, this is a fucking nobody. Like, not that the person is invaluable as a human being in the world, but this person, this troll, this hater comment, this has no bearing on your personal success. So fuck them, you know? And I love that turnaround. And obviously she's gotten plenty of uh, trolling comments and, you know, but also she's making massive strides, having massive success. So I liked that turnaround. I thought it was a good one here. So of course you guys have your own, I'm sure. So if there's something that you want to share with us, feel free to do that. You can always hit us up on the Best Life Podcast Instagram, or if you want to join our free Facebook group, you can go to thebestlifepodcast.com and click on the link for our free Facebook group and get a discussion going in there. We'd love to hear your two cents on this. Hopefully no one feels called out, but just wanted to give our two cents. And remember, like a lot of the stuff we've done too. So it's like had to learn the hard way and want to kind of pass on some of the messages. And speaking of like leaving comments, I do want to just 
shout out. We finally got a couple of reviews mm-hmm. and uh, one from Ashley1085. She gave us five stars. Thank you, Ashley. She said, love to listen. There's not an episode I've not listened to. I've listened to that I don't take something away from. The show offers little nuggets of knowledge to inspire alignment in your everyday life. So that was really nice. And then another Ash, Ash Trash. We got got a lot of Ashleys, I think. She said, can't get enough literal besties. And she said, is it Tuesday or Friday yet? So thank you so much to those two reviews. And if you can take a few seconds out of your day we'd love if you leave us a five-star review or a five-star rating and leave a little note for people and review and we just we, we would appreciate it and i'll try to remember to read these on the air more often every week love it all right y'all yeah. thank you so much for being here and have a great week we'll see you next time bye guys see you next time <laughs>